let's face it, group chats can be so fun. And I know because I've had my share of good times in these special sacred vaults with women that I love. And whether it's links to TikToks that make you pee yourself, recipes for watermelon margaritas, or Bible passages that make me feel the presence of the Lord, I have always got something good to add to the chat. But there's a dark side to group chats as well. They can be anxiety-inducing, exclusive, and, well, toxic. And because of the number of women who casually mention how group chats played a role in the gradual demise of their friendships during our personal coaching sessions, I think it's worth taking the time to discuss. On today's episode, we'll explore four things that can make or break a group chat and four reasons why women elect to stay when things get bad. And if you're looking for solutions on how to manage or exit a group chat that no longer serves you, you'll find that content in our private friend forward library, where you can get full access to a list of scripts and other insights at betterfemalefriendships.com slash library. Okay, let's get into it. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, I got you. I'm your host, Danielle Byer-Jackson, a friendship coach, speaker, and author. And when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding female friendship, I am here to help you through it. So let me start with this. Being in a group chat is not a flex. And I get it. For some people, depending on the frequency and the people who are in it and the objective of the chat, for some people, it's a very necessary lifeline, a very important component of keeping certain friendships alive and nurturing them when you can't be together. I get that. And if that's that's you and you have group chats that are healthy and they work to um, add value to your life and they're manageable for you, that's amazing. I'm specifically speaking today to those who either have group chats that stress them out for a myriad of reasons and find it very anxiety inducing, but are uh, torn on withdrawing from those group chats for certain reasons, which we're going to cover. I'm also speaking to the woman who's always kind of secretly longed to be a part of a group chat. I'll tell you this, for TikTok users, you're going to remember this, but I think maybe it was last year, there was a trend on TikTok where you uh, show your group chat and not necessarily like a screenshot of the actual group chat, but you um, place certain emojis on the screen in like a, a vertical way to represent the different people in the group. And then you show like words next to each face or person emoji. And you're showing the kind of conversations that transpire in the group chat. And these are either like really entertaining or funny or serious or whatever. It's so crazy to see how... Um, certain trends inspire certain like cultural reflections because at the time that that trend was at its peak I saw more and more women booking sessions with me because they were longing for a friend group because they wanted to be a part of something bigger because they had different siloed connections but liked the idea of being a part of a a bigger community. And with one girl, she made it very plain to me. She was a college student at the time. And I said, you know, why is this desire uh, kind of at the forefront of your mind right now? And she's like, well, I don't know. You know that TikTok trend where people are showing their group chats? I realized I don't have one. And it was like, oh my God. And it dawned on me. And so I know that there's a woman who kind of longs to be a part of that group because of what it represents, right? Not because you're so obsessed with having this dynamic on your phone, but because of what it represents, right? That you are 
desired and that you're a part of something bigger than yourself and you have a role and you belong. My whole argument today is that group chats are not a flex. And for those who are not in with the lingo, meaning it's not something to brag about. It's not a strength. And I sometimes see people um, uh, leading with the fact that they're in a group chat or kind of using it as almost almost maybe like a status thing of like, oh my gosh, look, I, I had this group of friends. Here's what went down in the chat or almost like a an exclusive thing. Kind of like, well, if you're in, you get it. And if you're not in the group chat, you're missing out. That whole thing, it's not a flex. And today we're going to talk about why it's not. If you have it, that's great. If it adds value to your life, that's awesome. I, but for everyone else, let's address a couple things. I work with everyone from college students to high achieving businesswomen. And for most of them who admit to being a part of a group chat, their experience is negative. Not that they negatively view the people in it, although sometimes that is the case, but because they say it stresses them out being in these group chats. But they are so fearful of leaving because they are nervous about what that might do to their status in the friend group itself. There are a couple of components that make group chats um, anxiety inducing and, and problematic. Let's go through them. The first is the objective. If you are planning for a vacation and you need some quick yeses and nos, it might be helpful to have a group chat, to have everybody all together to get their answers and opinions when you're trying to make a decision collectively that makes sense. Or if you have a more long-term goal of staying in touch and that group chat serves the purpose or the objective of keeping you connected in a healthy way, then that's really great. If it's something where you want to feel like you're a part of something or you want a place to just dump trivial happenings throughout your day, then you might want to look at that. There's nothing inherently wrong with that, but you have to ask yourself, okay, Is this helpful for me to have a space where I'm dumping things in? And if so, what's the purpose? Am I trying to get constant reassurance that I matter? Um, Do I need people's opinions all day on these little things? Am I um, trying to stay relevant in this group? I mean, honestly, and I hope that doesn't sound, you know, harsh or cold, but let's get to the heart of the matter. So the first thing is to ask yourself, what's the objective at the group chat. There are healthy objectives and there are unhealthy ones. So let's start there. The second is the number of people. The number of people can be problematic. So you're wondering, okay, Danielle, I hope you're going to tell us what's the magical number. Uh, Let me front load this by saying, I can't tell you a fixed number that serves as the standard or ideal It varies from person to person. If you're a people pleaser who feels compelled to respond to every message so that everybody feels tended to by you and and they don't get mad at you, it can be especially overwhelming for you to have six, seven people in the group chat. If the number is built in such a way that uh, there are multiple subjects within the primary group chat, you know, so there's a lot of subplots happening in the main plot, that can be overwhelming as well. It does take a psychological toll to have to bounce from subgroup to subgroup and maintain cognitively, like in your mind, multiple conversations at one time. So you want to feel like you're maintaining a presence by showing up in all of them and you want to be seen as an active participant in the chat who's carrying her weight. But at the same time, you feel overwhelmed by having to do that. Not only do we have to kind of manage the number of people in the group chat to see if it's conducive to our goal, right? When we jump back to our main issue, which is like objective, 
right? And then the number of people. Is the number of people you have in the group chat fulfilling or meeting the objective that we stated before? Do you see how we're kind of building here these different components that make for a healthy dynamic in the group chat? Not only does the number of people matter, but the kind of people who are in there. Are these people that you consistently want to keep in touch with? I recently had a, uh, let me change, let me change some details. I, I recently had a coaching session with somebody who's in a group chat, but she is very close with half the people in the chat. And there are two people in the chat she doesn't particularly like, and she feels like they dominate the chat and she's not really a fan of some of the things that they, they say, and it just doesn't really give her a good feeling but some of the people she does like, okay? The people involved in that chat matters because every time you respond and for every additional day that you remain in that group, you are signing on to participate. You are electing to keep up. But if showing up and participating with these particular people feels like something dreadful, gives you anxiety, makes you roll your eyes every time that they you know, text something, and you feel like you're faking by having to respond because you want to be nice, but in reality, you don't even really like her like that. You have to look at the extent to which your participation comes at the cost of your well-being. The next component that can kind of make or break your experience of a group chat is the frequency of the messages. There's a recent study from the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health that finds that there's a definite correlation between how much you're on your phone and your anxiety and depression. With that being said, if you are getting 50 to 60 notifications a day that you feel compelled to respond to in real time, yes, you're going to experience a significant overwhelm. You might grow numb. You might feel um, really tired um, of having to keep up. You might feel anxious every time it dings because it, it means you've got to, that you might be missing out or that you have more work to do because you have to comment or like or validate and acknowledge every single message, right? Often a pressure that's self-imposed for many of us, okay? The, the capacity or the frequency is going to change from person to person, okay? This is where knowing yourself and being in touch with your needs and capacity is really important. What's manageable for the other ladies in the chat might not be manageable for you, and that's okay. The question then becomes how to articulate that and how to find the courage to articulate that. There's nothing wrong with you if your needs and boundaries and experiences diverge from the norm of the group. And truth be told, a lot of people are out here remaining in situations that depress them because they're, they're fighting to cling to some semblance of friendship, connection, and belonging. Come on, somebody, right? How do I know? Because women are telling me these friendship secrets every week, and this is one of them. Maybe not necessarily the group chat. The group chat for some of us is a microcosm for something else, right? Remaining in situations that make us feel like we belong, even though it is a source of stress in our lives. Okay. Okay. I'm going to let, I'm going to let that one simmer. <laughs> okay. Another thing to consider is the content of the group chat. If I were to take an aerial view, let me digress. I notice I say this phrase a lot, but anyway, if you were to take an aerial view of the landscape of the conversation that group text, is most of it leaning toward the positive, 
meaning it's bringing value to you or it's a, it's a fun source of entertainment or if it offers you encouragement or feelings of emotional support, if that's the case, keep doing what you do. Okay, that's fine. If when you take the aerial view, much of the content is a source of um, anxiety and it makes you feel badly about yourself, it causes a sense of dread toward the, the group itself. You don't even want to open your notifications to see what's going on or you feel guilty um, acknowledging certain texts because it's it's negative gossip. The reason I say negative gossip is because there's some gossip that's positive, but that's a whole other episode. Okay. If you feel guilty for contributing, but also feel obligated to, so you look like you're, you know, reciprocating. All of that is exhausting. I mean, it's exhausting me even laying it out. I can't imagine participating that on a day-to-day basis. Okay. But like with anything else, you have to weigh the benefits and the costs of staying in an ongoing group chat that stresses you out for whatever reason. A couple things to note, you don't have to justify yourself if you want to leave the group. Perhaps you'll offer some kind of explanation and and acknowledge, hey, this is why I'm doing it. But if people don't understand or if they judge you for it or if they minimize the reason you say you need to leave, that's something to look at from from a broader perspective, right? Friends who are not understanding or who try to guilt you or manipulate you by guilting you, things like that. That's something to look at, okay? But at the risk of oversimplifying here, if it doesn't make you feel good and it's not good for you, then it's time to leave. The reason I say that is because that's not often the same thing, right? I might do something that doesn't really feel good now, but I trust it's going to be good for me later. That's totally different. If it's not good for you and it doesn't feel good, it's time to go. Now, what are the reasons? Now, if you determine after listening to all that, okay, yeah, I don't think this will be like a healthy thing for me to continue to participate in. Let's look at some of the reasons why women stay. The first is I'm scared that they would get upset with me if I left. This is why self-confidence is required to be a good friend and to enter into healthy relationships with other people. You have to be okay with the fact that they might be mad at you because one, you know, confidently, you're not responsible for other people's feelings, right? We want to be mindful of them. You certainly need to be compassionate. You need to be able to adopt other people's perspectives and show empathy. Sure. But you're not responsible for other people's feelings. The second thing, if you don't have confidence in yourself and you're scared of people being mad, you are going to be immobilized by their possible anger, okay? The second fear I often hear about withdrawing from a, a, a group chat that's um, taken a problematic turn is worrying that you'll lose your spot in the friend group overall, right? If I withdraw from this you know, conversation, then I might slowly get ousted. I might be totally ostracized in real life if I don't participate in this super serious group chat. My question to you here is what are the other meaningful ways that you can participate in those friendships? What are other ways that you can nurture the relationships other than sustaining the chat without that being in the way? Or if you're not willing to completely release the group chat because you do like some aspects of it, then it becomes about management. What needs to change for you to feel good about it? Can you set certain expectations with them all together? Can you say, hey, oh, y'all, you know what? Y'all are wild, okay? I love you, but group chats stress me out. So I'm only gonna be responding once a day to keep my sanity 
LOL. <laughs> okay, you can soften it up as much as you want. I'm hearing, by the way, I'm digressing, that LOL, just that phrase now is uh, is outdated. I'm sorry to, if you're a Gen Z listener and you're like, oh my God, Danielle, okay, I'm hearing LOL is out, whatever, okay, whatever phrase or emoji you need to enter to soften that so they can capture your tone, then do that. But if it's too much for you to participate, then you need to adapt so that it works for you, right? And then you need to honor that. So just if we're going with the example of responding one time a day, like before bed, you catch up and you punch in and that's what you want to do. That's fine. Then you have to honor it. You can't feel bad. And so the next day you're like, oh, well, I'll just respond here. So now we don't take you seriously with the boundary that you set for yourself. Okay. All right. And then the third fear that I often hear about kind of leaving the group chat is, I'll miss the developments. I won't know what's going on. Fear of missing out. My question to you, and I and be real with me, and I'm being stern because I love you. How much do you need to know? What evidence do you have from y'all's existing or previous conversations that it's that there are developments that are important to stay in front of in the first place? How has the content been so far? And how much value do those updates add to your life? Could you be okay with not knowing some of those developments? Would you be okay? I mean, our brain is, is, <laughs> can only handle so much. Weigh the pros and cons. And I know it's easier said than done, but try to find a way to muster the courage to do what feels good to you and what is good for your well-being overall. Something to consider. Now, if you're a member of the Friend Forward Library, which you can join by uh, going to betterfemalefriendships.com slash library, I'm including five scripts for you. So you know that, you know, these these podcast episodes are short um, because I like to get to the point. But for those of you who are like, I need more, I got you. Okay. And I include my resources in the library. So betterfemalefriendships.com slash library. I'm including today five scripts for exiting a group chat with grace. And you can figure out which one works for you and it feels good to you, but that's exclusively for uh, our library members. And I, and I hope that you enjoy that. I hope that it's helpful. Now, as your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. If your group chat is a source of stress, I want you to answer this question. What am I scared of when it comes to entertaining the idea of leaving? What is my biggest fear? And then you need to address that because it's not the group chat that's problematic it's whatever is motivating you to stay in the situation that's the heart of the matter and that's what you need to be unpacking not whether or not to leave but what are you scared of that keeps you there that's what you need to address for those of you who are like I'm not in a group chat but I've already you know I've always kind of secretly wanted to be a part of one and, and and I like the idea and I'd like to be connected to a group of women who love me okay I want you to ask yourself why is that super important to you? And find a way to generate that. If it's a sense of belonging that you like, is it knowing that, you know, having a sense of security and reassurance that people love you? How can you meet those needs outside of having a group chat? Because I don't want us to think that the group chat will be the solution. Right? So come bring your questions and comments over on Instagram at friend forward or on TikTok at the friendship expert, or you can sign up for a one-on-one coaching session with me at betterfemalefriendships.com. So until then, you know that I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time.